Episode 56, It's Hot Enough to Kill a Monkey. My name is Josh Canal, sitting to my left, Ross McQueen. What up? It's the R Mac here, kicking it with the B Crop and the J Kin. And to my right, Brett Cropley. <laughs> I can't help it, I've been watching more of Kevin and Brittany, K-Fed. <laughs> Good evening, viewers. And I'm very, very upset, I have to say. I read in <laughs> the most reliable of sources, New Weekly, that apparently Britney's divorced Kevin. And they seem so happy in the show. Oh, really? Oh. If meeting somebody one night in a club and flying them out on your tour isn't the basis for a solid relationship, the world's just upside down. My Black nine is ma- white. My nine marriages right. have all been based on that. Yeah. It's, you know... And I, I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing at mm. all. Is, is Josh channeling David Tench here? What's going on with that? Oh, I don't even mention me and him in the same sentence. You're, you're anti-Tench. What? I'm so anti-Tench. You know, it's, it's, he's growing on me. Really? Yeah. Are you, like three him. different you're positions saying, for the interviewees last night. You're saying that just to piss me off, aren't you? Last week. This week. This week. This week hasn't gone to air yet. Last week. <laughs> it was no, last I, night when I was watching the tape. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it just to piss you off. I... I I watched uh, last week. I thought he was quite funny. He's growing on me. We'll uh, we'll discuss this in pork. I think <laughs> the meatloaf was. Well, I mean that was meatloaf's fault. I like because uh, he. We'll, we'll discuss, discuss this in pork, in pork <laughs> which is at the end of the show. We haven't got enough time for pork. We have to put it at the start. <laughs> Between now and then, uh, we have. Oh my goodness gracious me! Our first ever guest is returning. To oh. the box cutter sound. As promised. Ed Phillips. That sounds tempting. Yes, you stay tuned for that sale of the century. <laughs> we also have Jess Maguire in. What a bumper show. Two guests. No guests for ages and then two guests. And then two guests mm-hmm. all at once. Although she's technically correspondent. Ah, oh, okay. Technically. I keep making that mistake. We've got some crap TV. We've got some Ray Watch uh, in our ongoing series discussing the new shows that are part of the fall season in the US. We're going to be talking about The Nine and Ugly Betty. Yes, our uh, fall segment might be going less weeks than we thought as they're bound to start dropping like flies any day now. That's that's really starting Uh, to happen. Smith, we were going to discuss this week on the show, has already gone, already bitten the dust. I didn't even know Simon Baker was in that until I saw a report today. Yeah. He he was, and and the thing is, it's not a bad show, really leading up to stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Never going to find out. No. It's quite sad. Mm. Quite sad. Uh, Of course, we're going to finish it off with pork, and we're going to kick it off as we always do with the box cutters news and now for the news good morning america has landed the first and possibly only Mel Gibson interview about his DUI. Very, very much doubt it's the only interview. He has a movie to cover that's coming out in eight weeks. There will be plenty of Mel. You Don't think, worry. There will be plenty so? of it. Yep. And uh, interestingly, last week on South Park, they had the, uh, the episode where they try and get their money back from the, for the passion. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. The uh, passion of the Christ. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, Tim Finn just walked past. So, 
<sighs> had to take a moment. Go on. He's well, very grey. Well, yes, he is very grey. It's uh, yeah. It was quite. An, it was quite a good show to see at this time. Yeah, after which is basically the whole show is just how crazy Mel Gibson is and it, proved to be true. It really, it really was true. I wasn't the, uh, sure if that was an older one or if they've they've old, done another old, Mel Gibson. No, nah, it, it was out two years ago when The Passion came out. I didn't. Re- I didn't remember the other sub story. Anyway, the interview was pre-taped, and it was old. Trust us. <laughs> Yes. The interview is pre-taped uh, and is going to air pretty much as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be over two days. So Thursday and Friday. In 48 hours long. I don't think so. I think they've just split a 10-minute interview into two five-minute segments. Ah, how very entertainment tonight. I'll yes. Think. Yes, that's, uh, that's what Good Morning America have done. No doubt we're going to see heaps of clips from it on the news here. Hey, a couple of uh, big-name guest stars are starring on some shows in the US. David Bowie is going to make an appearance in SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's his uh, first appearance since uh, that guest role he had in Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Is it? I'm not I don't sure know. about I'm just, that. Sure. Why not? Well, I'm, the, I'm the picture sure I the, saw him in the, something just recently. The picture they had next to the article I read had him in a picture from Labyrinth. Right. Which I'm guessing wasn't his last appearance. No, I don't think so. Mm. And the other one is uh, my favourite person at the moment, K-Fed, is starring in an episode of CSI. Really? Where yeah. he gets killed? No, no, where he plays a thug. Wow. Yeah. Well, so what is this? Are we running a competition to see how many talents K-Fed doesn't have? <laughs> Is that the situation here? Well, he's going to need some money now. I mean, he's only, I think, according to the wedding vows, he only gets $5 million a year from Britney if they divorce or something similar. Oh, really? Apparently. Oh, uh, that's... If, I say if as if NW's wrong. <laughs> now that they are divorced. <laughs> as if. Uh, it's still on American News. Uh, the Fox Network is developing Church of Steve, a half-hour comedy from Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Uh, it's a single camera show created and written by Chris Henchy, who wrote I'm With Her, which was uh, name-checked in this article a number of times. I haven't seen it, don't know S- it Single camera as opposed to a three-camera laugher type sitcom. No, I'm talking about Chris Henchy, I'm With Her. No, before, <laughs> before <laughs> when you said single camera, yes. I'm no, clarifying. It means low budget. They only can afford one right. camera. So, so kind, of like, <laughs> kind of like Malcolm in the Middle is what we're talking about here. In that same style of a comedy that's not recorded in a studio with three cameras. Right. What was the other show you mentioned? Uh, I'm with her. Never heard of it. No. Never heard, no. Um, it's about uh, an average Joe from New Jersey who finds out he's a descendant of Jesus. His name is Steve and he won't have any religious superpowers, nor will the pilot script confirm that Steve is, in fact, actually a blood relative of Jesus. Uh, right. It sets up a scenario in which a biblical scholar from Italy comes to the conclusion that Steve is a descendant of Christ, and the wacky shenanigans go from there. So, so Will Farrell has created a crazy concept that is too good to be believed. I really like Will Farrell. I like the stuff that he's in. So, I'll but is he going to be in it? Is he going to be in the in the show? He's going to be Steve. I assume. Is that right? Uh, I would assume, yes. Hmm. Yeah. Right, so, so essentially we've got no information on that. Wouldn't his movie career... Isn't his movie career going along strong enough not to do television? I mean, fair enough, Baldwins are doing television and, you know... Sutherlands. Yeah, but <laughs> surely not uh, 
Surely not Will Farrell, who's, yeah, who seems well, who say, seems to be going from strength to strength. You say it's like it's slumming it, but there's there's definitely a different dynamic with doing uh, weekly TV than there is doing a fi- uh, any features. Yeah, yeah. I still I know it's changed a lot over the last few years, but I still would be surprised if you go from feature film. I mean, he started with television. Yes, and now. Yeah, yeah. Well, so may- I'm thinking, but maybe this is the uh, the kind of movie star nod that we've been wanting from. Uh, for television for quite some time. This idea that now stars can actually move between a series and a movie and uh, not be pigeonholed into, you know, like Michael J. Fox did. Yeah. Okay. We'll ask him next week when he's on the show anyway. Michael J. Fox? No, no, no. Um, Will, Will Ferrell. Well, he's been on everything else. Yeah. So he, he may as well come on ours. <laughs> hey, uh, Heroes uh, has been the first... Of the new seasons as part of the sorry as part of the fall season of uh, new shows in the US to actually get a full order, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is exciting. We we talked about it last week or a couple of weeks ago on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it looks like it's got a, a lot of promise. As we said last week, uh, Kidnapped is uh, looking unlikely to mm-hmm. to continue. Actually, actually, the uh, the big shows that have done well so far are um, Brothers and Sisters, I think, is another one that's done well. With Heroes, Rachel. Yes, Heroes, and uh, basically shows the shows that Channel 7 picked up. Yeah. So it looks like, uh, it looks like Channel 7's going to have another, another bumpy year. Yeah, I, uh, I think they're, they're going to do very well. And Heroes really falls into a, a demographic that has, I was thinking about it during the week, really has nothing at the moment. They've got Veronica Mars, but that's uh, about it. Whereas, mm. you know, for cop shows, you you can't go hungry for cop shows mm. with all your CSIs and without a trace and the closer and everything like that. But as far as people who like the Buffy style shows, really it's just Veronica Mars and Heroes now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, I, I'm glad that it's doing well. Yeah. Hey, uh, Channel 7 have announced that uh, Daryl Summers is about to host a Best of Red Faces on Channel 7. Hang on. How have they got the rights for that? Who with the? Why have they got the rights for that? Because didn't God we have? Sake. But there was because well, recently nine on just recently nine, screened there was, the special this is from what the nineties. Trying to, we always get that, and that they, actually drew that some several some times. big audiences. Well, yeah. it was, even though it, it was well, no, the sixty seventh time that no, it that screened. was hey hey by request. Mm. That's different. That was hey hey by request numbers one through ninety five. Mm. But it's the one not, that they most recently screened was... Was it a Red Faces only special? No, I don't think they've had a Red Faces special. That I know of. They may have. I'm sure uh, I'm sure somebody will point it out to us in an email or on the website if we're wrong, but I can't remember Channel 9 showing a Best of Red Faces Oh, special. yeah, definitely. You think Not they have? for years and years. But oh, yeah. but way back in the yeah. day. Why okay. wouldn't Seven yeah. just get him to host a new show of Red Faces? Oh, for God's sake, why wouldn't somebody just take him out and shoot him because and be done with it? He's got, a stench about him. he's got a stench about him these days that he didn't back then when people still loved him. It's, it's, it's very they've sad. Grown up with him. It's, it's very sad. Now he's, now he's like a lecherous old man. He's like that. But. <sighs> I, wonder if, uh, I wonder if this new generation of Idol fans are going to watch and go, oh my God, they've got two nice judges and a nasty judge. Oh, it's stolen from Red Faces. Mm, no, they're not. No? They're not. Plus, the idea, I think the idea of the hanging judge has been around since the gong show. That was my point. Right. No, but this is what I'm <laughs> telling the kids. All right. The gong show. Right. That's what you want to check out. I'm sure you can uh, t- 
Time Life, I'm sure we'll sell you some VHS copies. <laughs> Farrah Fawcett has confirmed she's going, undergoing treatment for cancer. Uh, she's got, it involves a fast-growing tumour, but she's declined to state what type of cancer exactly it is. Oh, well, that's, that's no good for Farrah Fawcett, formerly oh. Farrah Fawcett Majors, formerly Farrah Fawcett. Yes, uh, formerly of Charlie's Angels and the $6 million woman. Was that uh, the, no, the spin-off? No, um, no, no, no. She was, she she was wasn't. the $6 million man female equivalent. No, she wasn't. Yes, she was. Farrah Fawcett? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not that I know of. No, I don't think so. I don't think... I, Do you remember Johnny No, I think, you're just, I think you're getting mixed up because she was married to Lee Majors. No, no, she was, she was definitely a bionic woman. It might have just been called the Bionic Woman. I think someone else was the Bionic Woman. <laughs> no, it was her. I don't think it was Farrah Fawcett. It was her. I still remember her from that mid-90s. Painting the Playboy painting, the painting video thing that she did, where yes. she painted a canvas and then took off all her clothes and painted it with a nude body. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a Playboy video that she did. Mm. I remember seeing that on uh, Entertainment mm. Tonight. I haven't seen any filth like that. Well, I don't just want to take my clothes off. Can we do something more classy? How about you smear yourself in paint? <laughs> mm. There's nothing at all undergrad about that. Hey, remember how good uh, Bondi Rescue was on Channel 10? Mm-hmm. Does anybody remember Bondi Shot Rescue? Shot over about six days over Christmas. Uh, and and ran for about 12 day. weeks. It did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite amazing. Clearly, very cheap to make. That was a great way to laugh at stupid UK tourists getting themselves in trouble on Bondi Beach. Well, Network 10 has said that uh, it's commissioned a second season. Now, are they going to shoot that over this uh, summer or... Is it going to be screening over summer or what's the deal? Well, they've ordered uh, 10 half-hour episodes. Mm-hmm. It's going to start early 2007. My guess is it'll be shot over, it'll Christmas. Be shot over Christmas and air almost immediately uh, after New Year's. So uh, is it going to be that much different from this year's version of it, do you think? No. No. How could it be? Bondi, it's Bondi. Beach. It's Christmas Day. There's two million backpackers here again. Who don't mind looking like idiots and then signing disclaimer forms. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Put that on TV. I don't care. It's not like I'm the boss of hey, Channel 10 hey, or anything. Hey. It's better than a lot of the crap they're putting on now. Really? Yeah, yeah I suppose. Yeah, it is. It, at least they're not harking back and showing nostalgia TV of Bondi 20 years ago or your top 20 favourite Bondi rescue moment. Like that. <laughs> Remember that time they rescued that person? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> hey, uh, good news for all those Paris and Nicole fans. They've apparently reunited and are buddies again, just in time to shoot series five of The Simple Life. Ah, uh, Hilton and Richie. Yeah. Is there well, any who, other? Who are you thinking of? Sure. Well, there's lots of Nicoles. There's our Nicole. There's lots of other Nicoles. I, I don't think... Should, that, I, should I have started with Paris? I don't... I don't or would, the, you, would you have thought I meant the city? I don't think Nicole Richie's famous enough just to be known as her, her single first name. I disagree. Nicole and Paris, you know exactly who I'm... Well, everybody, all our listeners know exactly who I'm talking about. If you didn't know who <laughs> Ross was talking about, hooray at boxcutters.net is where you can email us. Hey, uh, Bindi Irwin and her mother Terry have uh, been out on the town. Say it again. You could say Bindi and Terry. No, you couldn't. At the moment, you could. Yeah, you could. I, I and I'm guessing for a while you could say Bindi. <laughs> I wouldn't presume to yeah, do that. Yeah, because she's, she's taken over now as the Bindi in, in our knowledge after Bindi Paxton. Mm. Who, what's happened to her? Exactly. Clearly, that's something that we... Uh, Ever seen them in the same room together? Never. 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 Oh, aren't you guys going out anymore? 
me and Bindi Irwin. You Paxton. Sicko. Paxton. Uh, no. no. I, I reckon we, uh, you could just say Bindi. Yeah, now you could just say Bindi. You couldn't, even, never could you have just said Steve. No. Bindi and Terry. Tell us about Bindi and Terry, Brent. <laughs> They've uh, been on an emotional journey to Sydney for the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards where they presented the night's top prize just last night, being Wednesday night, seeing that we're recording on Thursday night. Um, not much there. Well, that's, that's uh, it. That's <laughs> well, it. Well, it was actually Steve Owen had uh, agreed to, to present the award uh, as a favour to Bindi because she was really excited about all the people that would be there because she's a kid yeah. and all. And uh, so she's she's done it as a tribute to her father. Yeah, Soldiering or, on. Either that or the Irwins couldn't get out of the contract. Yeah, I think I think that's more likely. I think that's... What, no, no, they weren't in the contract. It would have been Steve Irwin in the contract. And I'm sure that he, there were there were enough extenuating circumstances to have you seen those contracts, Steve Irwin or Next of Kin. Or Next of Kin. <laughs> it, always, it always gets passed down. Hey, uh, good news for Erica Haynats. That uh, is it. Good news for the rest of us. No, probably right. not. That uh, decision to leave Australia's next top model and pursue her singing career via It Takes Two has garnered her a record deal with EMI. Uh, after all those tedious minutes of seeing her in the studio during Australia's Next Top Model, mm, mm. I'm a bit disappointed with this. She should have gone a more traditional route to a singing career and got a job on Neighbours or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, she she could have done that, or maybe gone on Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. That would have done it as yeah. well. Yeah. Going into a singing competition to get a singing career. Hey, um, speaking of star dancers, Gary Sweet's actor's son, Frank Sweet, uh, who I had no idea who it was until I read that he was in the film 237. Right. I think it's pronounced Frank Sweet. <laughs> Has revealed Channel 7 paid him off after promising he would be one of the Dancing with the Stars contestants, setting up a father-son rivalry that, that I don't think we've ever seen on Australian TV. And then one of the... <laughs> that we haven't seen on Australian, on Australian screens since Dad and Dave. And then one <laughs> they, of the... They weren't actually... They don't ruin my magic. One of the producers realised that he's not a celebrity. (laughs) And he got kicked off the set. He is an actor, and and that was in his own right. 237 is is the film that... But he's not a celebrity. celebrity. He was pushed aside at the 11th hour for home and away stud Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Same problem there. Not a celebrity. (laughs) The compensation payment came after the network backflipped on its promise that it wouldn't include any seven talent uh, after coming under heavy fire for a heavy seven-based celebrity contestant pile in the past, well, since they started. Yeah, it's really affected their ratings as well. (laughs) How much uh, the sweetener was remains a closely guarded secret. Frank Sweet wants to uh, work with the network in the future. I think it was uh, three of those triple X Mars bars. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Hey, uh, Dominic Monaghan. <laughs> Dominic Monaghan, who people will know as the Hobbit from Lord of the Rings and also Charlie from Lost. Freaking annoying Is idiot. set to marry Evangeline Lily. Evang- Evangeline. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Even Jolene. Even Jolene. <laughs> Lily. 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 Who people will better know as Kate. So hang on. The Hobbit and Kate are getting married. Yes. Because you, you said before Charlie and Kate are getting married. I did. Off air. And I think of Jack, uh, Jack as Charlie because he was Charlie in Party of Five. Uh, and so I thought, well, they're getting married, which makes sense because they're kind of in love. 
mm. except for Soya. No, it who, would never work because she likes Soya more. Right. But Sawyer got the uh, Good Morning America interview with uh, with Mel Gibson. She's just as big a criminal as Sawyer. That's that's their commonality. Hey, but you she, got yourself a fish biscuit. biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, people have to see the start of Lost from season three. It is just superb. So they're getting married. Yes. Hooray. Hooray. All of Hobbiton will be a joy. <laughs> Uh, Brett Cropley, you've got nothing left. No. Right. Uh, the Sci-Fi Channel, which is... Uh, <laughs> just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. You do sometimes sneak in some news items. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Sci-Fi Channel, which has some great stuff, including Battlestar Galactica in the mm-hmm. US, mm-hmm. is about to start in Australia on Foxtel. It will be uh, part of TV1. TV1 are going to run it. And I'm sure that will just give TV One an excuse to put all of their Star Trek episodes onto another channel and uh, and have more Becca on TV One itself. That's uh, everybody that's, wins. Yeah, hooray! Unless Becca's up against Star Trek, then you're oh, excited. then ha- how do you d- decide? Maybe maybe one of them will have a time shifted channel as well. With uh. any luck, but that's uh, Sci-Fi Channel in the states had uh, had taken the Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. series uh, Doctor Who. Yep, they've uh, they've done some good stuff. So uh, they're not they're just showing Doctor Who. I they're, think it's they're a, not producing it. A, a Canadian co-broadcast Doctor Who, right? Mm. Uh, so anyway, they're they're going to do some good stuff. Okay. Uh, so I look forward to that. That starts December first in Australia. Hey, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith are developing a show about a disease control centre in Africa. I, I don't understand what in America. In New Orleans, I assume, I assume it's in America. Is it called Outbreak? What What is this show? I don't uh, know. Is I think it... that's pretty much it. Right. That's all the information I have. Are they just going to spend every episode in those big Hascam uh, plastic bags? I think bag so. I think so. And breaking happens. into people's houses, saying, "Ah, this is the cause of the problem." He oh. said he wasn't a smoker, and he is a smoker. So they're ripping right. off house. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. That's Allegedly, not... they're probably oh, yeah. ripping off. Will Smith's house. the black guy, so you'll know what he's doing there. <laughs> Because he knows how to break into houses. That's fair enough. That's that's the uh, argument they give on House. The hey, just, opinions of Brett Cropley no, do no, not reflect. That's, that's the opinion of House. <laughs> just quickly, uh, Celestial Pictures in Hong Kong uh, has signed two TV deals for Shaw Brothers films. Fans of the Shaw Brothers films will gladly remember the Shaw Brothers logo at the start of Kill Bill Volume 1. Uh, people who aren't aware of the Shaw Brothers films, they did heaps of Kung Fu, uh, kind of Shaolin-style films, including the 36th Chamber of Shaolin, and they're all going to be aired on SBS and World Movies. So we're going to see a whole bunch of films that we haven't been able to see in Australia before. Well, it's a pity they didn't do it earlier, as we'll find out later in the program. Right. And uh, lastly... Stay tuned. Lastly, in the news, fans of Entourage will be happy to know that Doug Ellen, the creator of Entourage, has sold his uh, next comedy to HBO, uh, which is essentially going to be a what if the guys on Entourage actually grew up. It's going to be set on Wall Street, and uh, it's going to be interesting, I think. Is Gary Busey the lead in that? Ooh, that would be excellent. That would be excellent. Ellen said, uh, new money, the kind you don't inherit, puts you on a different stratosphere, and that's what I think will be interesting in this show. Well, you know, that's also what's interesting in your current show, Doug. Don't quit your day job. 
I don't know what I mean by that. It is his day job. Yeah, I know. It, it, it is becoming a bit of a, uh, a genre in itself, isn't it? That and Curb Your Enthusiasm and just rich people in America. Too much money. Too much money. How do they spend their time? Mm. Yeah, it is. And it's that becoming a genre. is the Box Cutters News. And welcome back to the Box Cutters studio. Well, microphones. Well, telephones. The one, the only, our first ever guest on Box Cutters, Ed Phillips. Wow, what, what tension. I can feel it myself. Going <laughs> <laughs> your boxies. Now, you were on probably about a year ago. You were our first ever guest. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And you haven't improved much. You've got me back again. You've done the loop of all possible guests. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when, when, when you start with such a high point... Where can you go? Thanks, Josh. Where can you go? Uh, now, when we when we talked a year ago, you were saying mm, you'd only done about a hundred shows. We right. needed to talk to you again when you had done one hundred and eighty. Why? Right. Why did I pick that? Oh, it, was, it was something around one hundred and eighty, wasn't it? Because that was the uh, the the total number you had for your previous television series. Oh, that was my previous record. Well, now you're joining me. Uh, I think next week we do three hundred. Which is just amazing. God, and I've got the, the wrinkles to prove it as well. <laughs> because, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, you know, nobody really thought that Temptation was going to last when it came back. Yeah, and we thought they were all right. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> defying logic, as the head of uh, Channel 9 put it at one uh, meeting in Melbourne once. Well, it's it goes temptation. Defying logic with its ratings. <laughs> and we said, she thanks a lot. It's nice to have that support. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. We're still battling on and giving away about, I think we're up to nearly $8 million in prize money. So it's okay. That's probably why he was a bit worried. It was uh, costing him so much. Well, yeah. if you could try some of it our way. <laughs> we could certainly. It's all Eddie McLeod's money these days. It's just the shrapnel out of his, you know, glove box. <laughs> Now you had a bit of a uh, a bit of a challenge earlier in the year with uh, the Big Brother phenomenon, right? And you were you were down to third in the ratings. What do you think? Uh, what do you think was the turnaround that you've well, gone actually, from third to first? We're getting hammered by um, not only Home and Away, but it was the Biggest Loser thing, not the Big Brother. Oh, Biggest Loser, sorry. Yep. And yep. the great thing was, as soon as the Biggest Loser went off and Big Brother came on, we started winning every night. So it was great. Right. <laughs> so I can't wait for Big Brother forty six or whatever that is next year. <laughs> Bring it on. Go turkey slappers. <laughs> but you don't want any more aspirational weight loss programs. Oh, look, I think they'll probably do it again next year, but that was the best show Channel 10 had had on for, for a long time. I think a lot of people identified with it and, and the ratings reflected it. But yep. we thought Livo and I perhaps might just eat pies all summer and come out for the first show. really <laughs> Barely able to get through that turntable roundabouty door thing. Yeah. Uh, and then we just gradually lose weight together, the two of us. I'm sure you could do a great tie-in with the name Temptation with that. Wouldn't it be good? Yeah. Yeah, and just, uh, you know, at the break, we just throw cream pies at the contestants. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell us, Ed, I, I, I've heard that not only is next week your 300th show, but it's also the first on-air fight you've had between contestants? Yeah, look, we only recorded this because we're only ever a week or so ahead of each uh, of uh, what goes to air, but um, I don't know what happened. There was one contestant who was the champ for a couple of nights, and I think he got a lot of people's noses out of choice. <laughs> and uh, what we're going to see next week is um, him going for win number three or four or something, but um, the person, the, the two people next to him kind of just ganged up on him. 
hated him. And the girl in the middle kind of sacrificed herself, uh, just answering everything to kind of really peeve him off and let the other person <laughs> win. And he's just giving us this incredulous look, going, you can't do that, can, can you? <laughs> it was just dirty. So uh, we just sort of slunk behind that uh, podium and didn't, you know, didn't make eye contact and uh, just kind of, you know, moseyed over near security and let him be taken out of the building. <laughs> he just wasn't happy. It was hilarious. Because I, I, I was going to ask you how, how you handle that as, as a host, because my favourite, and I, I'm sorry to say, Ed, you're not actually my favourite all-time uh, quiz show host. Yeah, you like Tony Barber as well? No, that mantle actually goes to Alex Trebek. Right. Uh, and he can take anything that the contestants give him and it just washes off completely. Absolutely <laughs> well, no, no response. It's not so antagonistic in our format, but um, this guy was just seething and uh, he's going, oh, I, I, can't, oh, I can't do that with people buzzing in and, and, and just answering <laughs> rubbish. And I said, well, I think you can. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I actually thought it would be a good uh, a good piece of public art if somebody went on Temptation and buzzed in first for every question, deliberately getting yeah. them wrong. Would, recall, would you um, would you put that on air? Oh, I recall we had a guy once, um, and he answered Galileo about four times <laughs> in the show of different things. And there was one thing uh, I think in the Fast Money was something like name the Godfather of astronomy, and he didn't buzz in, and the answer was Galileo. <laughs> <laughs> about minus 40, but at some point, the technique should have paid off. <laughs> now, in a situation like that, where somebody does finish minus 40, do they actually have to give you 40 bucks? They owe me money. It's good. We had a champion, Joe, who was down to the negatives, and I think he got one question at the final uh, second and was finished on five bucks, so uh, he was going to owe me at least a pie or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a situation for a cream pie going in the face, surely. <laughs> Now, I, I've also discovered recently that you're, you're quite the fitness buff. Right, okay. Been trawling my uh, publicity photos for the uh, Speedo shots. Yeah, <laughs> Brett was, and, uh, <laughs> and I just saw them over his shoulder. But, and you, because you turned 40 this year, and happy birthday. Ouch, yeah, thanks. Uh, you went to France and did, like, you just trailed behind the Tour de France people? Yeah, this is something me and my best mates have talked about for about 10 years, and we thought, let's let's turn 40 and, and, you know, really old in style, instead of having a barbecue and just drinking beer, why don't we do something fun? So um, we finally got around to organising going to France and, and following the race, uh, which we did for a couple of weeks through the Pyrenees and through the French Alps. Um, and it was awesome, you know, we, we took about a year to organise the thing, seven of us went in the end. And, yeah, we rode up the, the, the massive mountains that the pros did. We sort of would leave in the morning and sit up there and wait for all the pros to come past a little later in the day before uh, the gendarmes um, closed the road off. So it was unbelievable. And we thought, oh, there'll be just seven of us. There were thousands of people doing it. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and how did uh, Channel 9 feel about you exposing yourself to uh, the elements like that? I thought they'd at least flatter me by saying, take out some extra insurance, watch your head, don't fall on your head, look after the head. They didn't say anything. They said, here's your ticket. (laughs) And and have you got Greg Evans' number? They weren't the least bit concerned, but I'm sure they had Larry M. just standing by. (laughs) Now, Ed, do you have much to do with the programming at Channel 9? I'm sure you do. What's, uh, (laughs) what's, What's happened with Sopranos? You might have me confused with another Ed. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. Really, it's you're the only you're the, the only two ads. you're the only person from Channel Nine who'll talk to us. So we ha- <laughs> we have to blame you for all the things that Channel Nine have done wrong this year. 
Um, look, the, it, it is a ripper show, and I actually just find it on Foxtel and just, you know, watch a chunk in a, in a row like that, or, you know, like everybody else who complains about that, they just go and buy the, the box set for the yep. season yep. and watch it that way. Yep, exactly. So I don't know what they're up to on the free-to-airs, but I last saw I last saw Tony's uh, in hospital. He's had you know Alzheimer's or something. Am I seasons old? You, you are you are oh. very very far behind. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I can highly recommend that you get the DVDs, Ed. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep posted. I'll stroll the power corridors of uh, TCN perhaps and ask them to bring it forward a bit. Yeah, that that would be that, that's exactly what we want. Okay. And uh, and why? Place of Family Feud. Is that thinking? So, sorry, we missed that. In place of Family Feud, are you thinking? Yeah, that would be good. That's a perfect time slot. Right. But, and, you know, you don't need any other game shows on, on the network. You don't need any other kind of in-house competition. Well, why distract people from me? That's what I think, yeah. Exactly. That's, and that's and if, you, if you get rid of Family Feud, but it'll only be down to five shows a week. Probably <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we've got about one minute left. Can you give us your uh, top 20 favourite TV moments from the year? <laughs> Let's go from 20 to 1 20 to 1 <laughs> Okay, that one on uh, Funniest Home Videos <laughs> When the kitten stabs the child in the eye I love that one uh, I don't know, gee, 20, 19 to go Let me think No, I um, think I, I think we'll be fine with that okay. You are I, I think, you, you know, we, we'd love to have you on Maybe when you hit 400 shows Great, okay Well, that will hopefully Unless the, uh, the Biggest Losers show just, you know, wipes us out <laughs> uh, let's see, that should be maybe before the middle of the year, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, well. it should be. And you know what? It, it would be great if you could come in here okay. and actually see what handsome gentlemen we are. Okay, I'll brace myself. <laughs> I'll be heavily sedated. Ed Phillips from Channel 9's Temptation, thank you so much for joining us on Box Cutters. Good on you, Boxies. It's been a pleasure being podcast by you. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll continue in the position until you tell me otherwise. And congratulations on your 300th show. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ed. See ya. Ed Phillips hangs up the phone and in the door walks Jess Maguire. I would have said I dashed, but okay, I walked in, I strolled in, maybe it's I strutted. Just, you, you know what? Anytime you're holding a parasol, oh. you're just walking in. <laughs> Good to know, I remember yes. that next to my pack, my parasol. <laughs> you do love the parasols. Well, I am renowned for it. They don't call me Jess Parasol Maguire for no reason. <laughs> now, Jess... There was a time. Yes. You were our Big Brother correspondent. There was a time. Do you remember it? And then you Good went. Times. Then you went AWOL. I did. I went off the rails. I went off the reality rails. You did. I, I think if you're talking about reality TV, you should say off the radar. Oh, off, under the radar. Under the radar. Under the radar. Under the radar. You, went, you went under the radar. I was no longer stirring the pot for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> was I sitting on the fence, dude? I jumped that fence and and ran. Yeah, it was a disappointing. It's time you, to Big step up to the plate. I know, I'm going to step up to the... (laughs) You know what, I get angry with step up to the plate when they use it in Australian... uh, Oh, because we don't even do baseball. No. We're just breeding teenagers. What's wrong with step up to the crease? What's wrong with that? (laughs) Walk out to the wicket. No, not walk out to the wicket. That's just odd. Step up to the crease. (laughs) Run out to the 50-yard line. I don't know, I'm making my (laughs) It's time... sport? Brett, help me here. It's time to rub the ball on your nuts and pay attention. Yeah, That's, I think we've all just vomited a little bit <laughs> <laughs> in our mouths. In a pretty way. Hooray! Yeah, in an Australia's Next Top Model way, not in a weird way. Now, you've been watching <laughs> some... Astra- oh, don't get me started on Next Top Model. No, don't. We'll do that later. Uh, you've been watching a little bit 
of Australian Idol? I have. I Basically, I did, you know, my going off the rails with Big Brother, I remember I was working a lot at night because, you know, Box Cutters doesn't pay as much as I'd hoped when I really signed up for this. <laughs> we really pay nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but friendship. Hey. Right? And that's pretty priceless. sweet. Exactly. Priceless. So I've had to work some nights. So I missed out on a lot of Big Brother. Same thing happened at the beginning of the season with Idol. But then my mum took me away on holidays. And we, bless her. Bless her. Boozy little heart. And so with a bottle of champagne, we got to spend two weeks watching a lot of Idol. Now I'm a bit au fait with the show. I, I seem to know what's going on. I'd heard bits and pieces. I like to form my own opinions based on blogs, NW Magazine and... Um, and Clem, my friend Clem, yep. who, who keeps you updated. Like, did you hear that apparently, I'd still love this, Kyle Sanderlands told Lavina Williams once that her outfit was a little too once were warriors. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, I just hear the wind. Every time I hear that, I want her to snap. Cook me some eggs, bitch. Because, <laughs> of course, we've, we've covered Mongate. Mongate. On yeah, the show. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Kyle used it in the way that he meant since he's used it since school because he's an inarticulate knob <laughs> jockey. <laughs> I've got several other words I could use to describe Kyle Sandlands from school. Yeah, it's like, I guess it's that thing where with the Mong stuff, it's like when people describe things as gay and, and it's... The intentions are nothing to do with homosexuality and they're everything to do with mm-hmm. just the... Just just being no good. Yeah, yeah. Just being offensive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the thing is, and I kind of... Because, you know, I had a big discussion with my own gay and I yeah. don't mean that as in, like, he's shit. I mean, he's amazing. He sexes men. And he was saying, well, you know, as, as a word that I had thrown at me growing up, you know, imagine associating the two together, like something bad is something that I am. And so it's not very pleasant. Whereas I really wouldn't, when I was hearing that, because it reminds me of primary school, I never ever took it in a way that was sexual. And at what point do words get new meanings and stuff? But I still think Kyle's a knob. Mm, but yeah. it, it was a sort of very... Mm, I think we all knew that he wasn't really calling yeah, um, exactly. a Down no, syndrome he, he, child. Yeah, really. He, yeah, I think you're spot on. He, he had he no was, idea. He, yeah, he's, he's, an, he's an idiot. And he uses words on a TV show that has a lot more influence than it should. And he uses words he doesn't probably even understand and throws them as insults because he thinks they sound clever. Like Australian that, and idle. Yeah. Let's kick him in the cock for that. But, you know. <laughs> oh, really? I'd watch that. Yeah. Kick Kyle <laughs> in the cock. That would be oh, a I great show. I tried to show. launch some several online campaigns. I was getting emails from people. Every time he stuffed up in the last two years, people would email me sound bites and latest reports. <laughs> I was really like... I had a pretty big hate for Kyle about a year and a half ago on my website and it was pretty passionate. You think if you Google search Kyle Sanderlanzarama, <laughs> you will see an absolute collection of everything I've ever hated about him. I will oh. put a link to that on the blog. So, so have you grown to like him then? No, I still think he's a knob, but uh, I just I don't can't muster up as much hate because I just I feel that he's like this idiot that's just done so well. You know, like how does he have all that money? I was pleased when he lost six hundred grand promoting Tamara Jaber. That made me happy. Um, it was like those sort of little things. Like maybe, maybe instead of hating Kyle, I need to focus my energies on tolerating his existence because it gives me such a pleased sort of sense of achievement every time he buggers up. I have, I have a feeling, and this is quite a cynical and pessimistic view. No, not from you, Josh. I know. Surprise, but. I think that one of the reasons he's so popular and the Carl and Jackie O show on radio is so popular... That vapid whore, continue. ...is because most people mm. are... Stupid. Well, knob jockeys or yeah. cocksbanks. Yeah. And, and, you know, they fall into those two categories. Yeah. Uh, and therefore they can identify. Yeah. 
It's like there's an idiot imbecilic woman who slept her way to the top, in my opinion. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And there's this like sort of bumbling oaf completely devoid of wit but full of pies <laughs> and and they just go for you know further and further up the ladder it's, it's a mystery it makes absolutely no sense except maybe they sold their souls to the devil yeah well i think yeah yeah now let's get on to the contestants yes exactly all right who do you want to talk about who let's... the hell are they well there's okay. that mong yeah there's, there's the mong there's the mong Bobby and there's the mong that's what they all call and, him and there's there. jelly belly jelly belly there's uh, cerebral palsy Levina. No. <laughs> There's, um, yes, look, the Mong, Bobby Flynn. See, because I, I hadn't watched it, everyone was raving about Bobby Flynn, and then I turned on the show, and there's this giant haired, weird looking kid. I was going, he is the, does look Is that the sensitive. guy who looks like Carrot Top? Yes, he does. Right. And when I, the first time I watched him, he did um, Arthur's theme. It wasn't his most successful night, so I was thinking, <laughs> well, like. Everyone, well done you for shitting yourselves over him when he clearly is a bit special. But then he did his um, Under Pressure and I really liked it. And I like that he's sort of saying, I mean, he's an idiot because he's on the show, but he's said to NW Magazine that, that, oh, if I win, I won't be recording the album in two weeks. No, it just won't be happening that way. And I thought, they have ways of making sure you don't win then, you know. Yes. Legion Interactive. They can't be trusted at the best of times. So don't say, like, I'm not going to do anything they tell me to do. Still like to win, though. Doesn't so quite work. Because I've, you know what, I don't think I've ever seen Idol in my life. I just think if I watched any of it, I would somehow it implode. It makes me really happy sometimes. Sometimes it makes me want to die. But the magic, look, this year is really bad. Last year's really bad. It hasn't been the same without Dicko. Even season two was. No, it was great, but I was able to get really behind Chanel. There was a girl that really knew music and was amazing and did all these great spins on songs and was singing Portis Head on stage and stuff like that and actually pulled it off. She was a great right. singer. And um, Ricky Lee, honestly. Ricky Lee's genius, sunshine, da, da, da. You know, Australia's own Bilo Joss Stone. It's amazing. <laughs> um, Anthony Kalia, obviously, not good. But I just can't. We're never going to get the magic back of season one. And I thought season one would be really pants and just watch the first episode. And I was like, oh, I love this. I love music. I love watching people sing and judging them harshly on it. It was amazing. And I got, do you, like, you don't even know my past voice. I was such a huge, after that first season finale, that very first season mm. finale of Idol, right? You've got Guy Sebastian, Angels brought me here. Cried like a baby. <gasps> Not only the first time I saw it, but then I downloaded it as an MP3, and 26 times in a row I still cried when his voice broke on the high bit about two minutes in. Baby. Shannon Knoll sang the song at the final that my sister used to sing to me when I was a baby when she wanted to make me cry because she was a cruel, cruel woman. <laughs> what about me? Like a baby, I cried. <laughs> so by the time that first idol finished, like season finished, and I had Dicko. This is when Marsha wasn't quite this nonsensical idiot babbling moron. And Mark Holden was a tool, but he wasn't quite going touchdown, thinking it would mean something to anyone. <laughs> I was like, I love this show. And then World Idol, and I became such a patriot. And before World Idol, I investigated the other World Idols. I did the writing pieces on them. I thought, Guy Sebastian is just the best idol in the world. He's just going to win. <laughs> I was devastated when Guy Sebastian didn't win World Idol and the Norwegian gnome won World Idol. Devastated. So, so you have to understand, I was a massive fan. By this season, pff, crap. Right. 
So did you get into any of uh, Rock or Supernova? Not Supernova because I don't have Foxtel unless someone wants to sponsor me to judge it. Um, <laughs> but first season of Rockstar, hell See, yeah! Because I I love the Rockstar. Yeah, I think I, and I've I've watched I watched both seasons. The yeah, in excess and, and Supernova. In excess, anything Gary Beers said, genius. Yeah, Gary Beers was excellent. And what's with the others though? Can they all drown? <laughs> they all suck. Well, it looked like they had all wearing dark glasses, oh. and well, I heard no. it was just they had too much money. Oh, and, they just and you know the the accoutrements that go no, along with that. That's just bullshit. They're knobheads. Yeah, they're just tools. But Gary, like they would say all these really wacky things, blah, blah, blah. but then you just wait. You just you'd go through all four or three of the other tools because you knew that when Gary opened his mouth, something simple was going to be said. Like you know, that was a great song. I liked what you did. Yeah, and you were like, thank you. Thank you, Gary, that's, that's for not tossing need. and jizzing your word <laughs> spoof all over him. I don't know where I was going with that analogy. <laughs> where do you go after jizzing your word spoof? Uh, really? Really? There's nowhere but out the door. Yeah, there hey, I no, just I want to ask you, Jess, did you hmm. notice that your old friend Mike Goldman's now hosting Celebrity Joker Poker? I did notice that. Did notice his work on Meerkat Manor, though, yeah. which made me very happy. Yeah. A bit upset about what's been happening at the moment with the Whiskers family, but <laughs> hopefully they'll be getting it. Honestly, what is he doing? And he's on those late night TV ads for like yeah. shoes. Yeah, yeah. And I worry for, about uh, Mike. And for uh, student travel expos oh, and not, all kinds he? of stuff. Yeah. Can you find out for us what's going on? Yeah, yeah. do you want me? I'll research Mike Goldman for you. That would well, be great. Just call him up and ask him. How about you just like, instead of just idle, because clearly I'm the world's worst idle correspondent <laughs> ever and we'll talk about rude things instead. You should just give me a little assignment whenever you want me to guest in. Okay, like well, a research assignment and I'll come in and go, we've given Jess a little assignment. What the hell is up with Mike Goldman? And that's I can it. give you that's the it. lowdown. For next, for next time. <laughs> yeah. All right. And uh, have you been watching any of Brittany and Kevin Chaotic? No, where do I get it from? Is late my... night, late Saturday night on Channel 10. Between oh, my God! You've, you've missed the first two episodes. There's only three left. You've made me the happiest woman in the world. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. How, what, late? How late? Uh, it's like one thirty in the morning. Oh, dude, I finish work on a Saturday night, have my knock-off, head home. Booyah. Yep. All it's right. fantastic. Stick a fork in me. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, thank you so much. You can take your words spoof out the door. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dress stained with words spoof. Thanks, boys. Jess McGuire, we'll have you back in about three weeks with a lowdown on what the hell is up with Mike Goldman. Word spoof bukkake party. Nice. Yeah. I went there. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers. <laughs> I love this show. Crap TV. The wonderful sounds of crap TV. There's only one thing that I can talk about on crap TV tonight. This week. Right now. Right now. <laughs> now? Now. After waiting for... 18 months, two years, for Channel 9 to finally pull out their freaking finger and put The Sopranos back on air. I think it's only six months. It's about six months. Two episodes. This week's episode was ripped off air, not screened at all, uh, Wednesday night, last night. Uh, It's being shunted into the after-midnight slots on Monday nights to die a slow, withering death. But then what are they doing with Quiz Monkey? Uh, it doesn't screen on Monday doesn't nights. Screen Mondays, yeah. Screens right. Tuesday to Saturdays. Right. Five nights a week now, so we're not even getting two nights of Letterman a week. No. So and uh, 
a spokesman from Channel 9 said, uh, while The Sopranos is a program we're extremely proud to own, it unfortunately didn't stain, sustain the audience to warrant keeping it in the dynamic Wednesday night 10.30 time slot. Dynamic! I added the dynamic. Oh, damn it. It's Wednesday 10.30. You know what Sopranos is going to rate. Yeah. Just... Oh. And, and like, it, it, it uh, goes on and... I think I'm, well, the, I'm I, Mr. I Cox like, I like saying that if you don't idea. get at least over 1.1 1. 1 or 1. 1.2 million, then you're in trouble. What, you, at a 10.30 at, at 10.30 night, that's, no, that's bullshit. There are like 2 million people watching television at that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just bullshit. Unless yep. it's live sport, you're never going to come close to those numbers. I like Ed's things. idea of putting it on instead of Family Feud. Yeah. Yeah, that, that works is, for me. Yeah, that is good. Hey, uh, it's okay, though, because Channel 9 are coming up with gold like this. On Thursday night, they're showing a show called The Big Question, and that's Jules Lund, who's another one of these idiots like... Uh, Blitz? Yeah, he's, no, no, I think he's a getaway person. Right. But he's another one of these idiots that's being forced down our throats like uh, Kiss of Death, Joe Stanley, and Scott Cam, who the networks have decided, hey, this guy's going to be a star. Nobody else agrees, but the networks are pushing him anyway. He, uh, he and a panel of experts, we love these panel shows, are going to answer the big questions. Do you scrunch or fold your toilet paper? Are cats better than dogs? And do you prefer a window seat or an aisle seat? I am not shitting you. I did not make this up. This is the kind of crap that they are peddling at Channel 9. I want to throw something. That's terrible. And we're getting that. We're not getting... Well, we are getting Sopranos, but Sopranos at midnight. Meanwhile, Joe uh, Stanley, kiss of death Stanley... Thank God you're here. ...is going to be co-hosting a show with Mikey Robbins. Yeah, which we talked about last week. Yes. Good as gold. Terrible. She was on Thank God You're Here this week. Right. Um, well, that's not going to last assume, now. I assume it's strong enough to be She's able to withstand <laughs> the force of Hurricane Joe. She's rubbed her poison ass on it. But it's, I mean, it, it's just it, so freaking frustrating. And, it, and yeah, when does. asked uh, why they didn't uh, just axe it all together, um, Peter Cox of Cox Media, who's an analyst, said uh, they don't want turnoffs. So they don't want another minority group to be annoyed with Nine by not running it. I think it's too freaking late. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, they're not going to annoy Sopranos fans by pulling it off and giving no explanation as to where it's gone. No, that won't annoy Sopranos fans. Not at but all. But if we cancel it altogether. I, I seem to remember talking about this when Sopranos started in March or April, whenever it started in the US, and we were saying, why don't they just show it, Channel 9, straight away, no gap? If they don't do that, they will end up shelving it because there'll be an even more diluted audience because the amount of people who've downloaded it or had it passed on from downloaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But That's entirely right. We're still catching up, aren't we? We're still like a season behind. No, we're not. Behind. No, this, we is, not? This, is the current, this is the current season. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know that uh, several copies of Sopranos came through me and went on to lots and lots and lots of other people. And I, I know a lot of people who are just waiting until uh, Christmas to see if it's released as a box set as yep. well. Yep. So, so screw you, Channel 9. As we've really... said before, yep, screw you, Channel 9. And download. Don't don't wait. Just download. Fuck the networks. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. Every yes. fucking soap, word. Soap and water. Oh, exactly, yeah. Soap and water. Hello and... Fuck you. I'm Naomi Robson. Swearing. 
Soap and water, Ross McQueen. Soap and water. Soap and water. I know. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for that when the uh, when the little man listens to this show because <laughs> he does listen. Oh, really? Yeah, he listens to every week. Do you have like a, a, a set of penis headphones that you put on the little man? To, penis uh, headphones? Oh, sorry. You weren't talking about that little man. Oh, <laughs> bloody, where is Marie Cardi when we need her? <laughs> hey, just a, uh, just a lightning quick couple of Ray Watchers this week. Uh, the first one was from Channel 9. Uh, they were doing an article about wireless broadband and how it's the craze, the illegal craze that's, that's sweeping Melbourne at the moment and how it's highly illegal wireless and it's terrible. What are you talking about? No, 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 stealing it. Stealing wireless broadband. Wow. And uh, it's terrible and you should never do it. And uh, here's how you do it. <laughs> Excellent. So they gave a blow-by-blow description of how to steal. How did I, Really? How, how did they say to do it? I can't they, remember. Because uh, uh, there's, there's it, a CD-based... It, it was technical. So as soon as it started, it may as well have gone into French as far as I'm concerned. There's a CD-based uh, Linux distro that uh, the system boys recommend while you're out in your car with your laptop and, and sniffing the packets in the air. Uh, okay. Compromised But there are so many other much more simple ways to, to steal it. Like if somebody just hasn't locked down their... Uh, their broadband, you don't need a password to use it. Just search for broadband in your area and see if, see if you've got it. That's what they were... Uh, Is that what you do? No, no, I That's don't. what the big, uh, the big push of the article was. You know, it was saying, make sure you at least password protect it or else, you know, the police could come knocking on your door. Yeah, it really. If, What's the other? If the thieves, Why would the police come? If the thieves download, if, if the thieves download something like pornography, child pornography. If, yeah. It could have, and you know, and then you say, "Well, it wasn't me, Brett Cropley, who downloaded child <laughs> pornography. It must have been my neighbours because I had an unsecure connection." Mm. That's essentially. And it could have been some guy sitting out the front in the car. It could have been. Meanwhile, on uh, Channel Seven News, which uh, yes, equally high quality, they've got a segment now called Flashback. Oh, oh, flashback. Yes, I saw this. And this was the Does aerobic, it have that sound effect. The aerobic revolution. 20 years on. <laughs> How the hell is that a news item? Is the, when is this nostalgia trend going to end? We've Ross, got a Ross. dozen nostalgia shows on TV. You've got Good as Gold. You've got Where Are They Now? You've got all of this you nostalgia. Know, you know what, Ross? It shouldn't be in the damn news as well. You know what, Ross? It's not like the old days when we didn't have these nostalgia shows. <laughs> but, but their job is done with the current affairs show. There's not actually any serious current affairs in any of the current affairs shows. So now it's the time to get the news out of the news shows. And that's part of it. I think I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I think you're spot people on. People don't I think actually want to watch I, news. No, no. People want to say, oh, well, look at that guy in the leotard and the mullet 20 years ago. <laughs> and look at how, oh, how little hair he's got today. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, and I, I think, uh, I, th- I think, a few years down the track, we're going to look back at this time and really enjoy it as well. Don't watch seven. Don't watch nine. Ten basically doesn't have news. Turn on the ABC or SBS, maybe SBS. No, you know what? Use neither of them. Get all your news from various sources on the internet. No, ABC is good enough. It's good and local. Sure. Apart from that. Tool from Sydney down the spot. You know what? Get it from Sky News. It's worth it. Box cutters. In our ongoing uh, series of the fall season schedule lineup, 
new shows, US. Well, I was hello. thinking about it today. It's essentially stuff that you may not, may have missed or not seen because no, it hasn't been on free to air TV here. No, it's it it's, is, but it's like really intense snippets of that. No, it's stuff you haven't had an opportunity to miss. What? The? Well, if we've seen it, then people have had the opportunity to miss it. No, because we pay closer attention. For example, I missed out on The Nine this week. Right, we're talking about <laughs> Ugly Betty and The Nine, but we're going to start yes. with Ugly Betty, which I understand is a comedy. It is a comedy. It's a fish-out-of-water mm-hmm. comedy. Uh, it's about a, uh, a woman named Betty who's a magazine aspirant writer. You say woman, but she seems like she's 16 years old. She's got braces. She's still she at home. She's she's just come out of uh, Queen's College. Or Queen's Uni. Queen's Uni. Queen's right. College, one of those. Yeah. Yep. So she's... Uh, it seems to be some kind of community college or something. Yeah. Yep. And she uh, is she attractive at all? Mm, well... She's the title character. Right. And the title is Ugly Betty. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And she's, she... Uh, she goes to get a job at uh, Mead Publications, who publish a whole lot of magazines, including a, uh, a Vogue-style one called Mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is actually turned away from the interview, but then gets her big break by the head of the uh, whole company, who's a publishing magnate, played by Alan Dale, who uh, Astra- people Australia's know. own Alan Dale, yeah, mm-hmm. who was Neighbours, Jim, Jim Robinson Dale. on Neighbours, and he's he's having a stellar career. He's been in the OC, uh, twenty four, and Lost. Really? Yeah. So he's doing. Uh, was it was it Lost that he was South African? He was also in the West Wing a number of times. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Good he's, on him. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just going from strength to strength. Anyway, he employs Ugly Betty as his son's assistant. His son's just taken over a magazine and is sleeping his way through all his assistants. So right. he employs Ugly Betty as a way to uh, give him an, an assistant that he won't be tempted in, so he can keep his eye on the magazine and he's been oh, that's that's terrible <laughs> oh, it gets a lot worse <laughs> well that that position has opened up because the former editor died in in a fiery inferno of a car accident uh, when she was being chased by somebody yes yes which uh, fiery infernos are my favorite kind which could possibly be ellen dale's character we don't know yet. Right. Who's responsible for that. Anyway, uh, the son is outraged at first and tries to force Betty out of the role uh, by overworking her and, uh, and ritual kind of humiliation, uh, which, which goes well for a while. But then he realises that really she's his only friend in the office. Well, he's been screwed over by his creative editor mm. uh, on, on a, a job pitch for a client, and he comes across a um, an idea that she had, and was just left lying around the office. Saw this thing, went to her house, said, "Oh, I'm so sorry. You're really good. Come work for me." Interestingly, that's also how they uh, write the scripts for the wedge. <laughs> just things lying around the office. Uh, um, so yeah, so the, so they work together in uh, and and try and solve all sorts of problems. But she really, obviously, she doesn't fit into this into this world where products and brand and everything are so important. So there's shades of shades of Zoolander to so this it's, film. It's a half hour this, No it's an hour. It's an hour. So and so obviously not a laugher then. No. Okay. And this is interesting because we don't really see many uh one hour comedies. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, I've I found there's a couple of Ricky Gervais connections in there. Yes. Um there's the chick whose name I can't think of from Extras. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, is his friend Maggie. Mm-hmm. Um and Dawn, Dawn from The Office. Oh, fantastic. Is also in it. 
Yeah. But it's but it's an American production, but yep. with UK actors in it. It is. It is. Yep. Uh, it's yeah. It's I, I I wasn't expecting to like it necessarily, uh, but I, I kind of found it was a smile show. I just I smiled or laughed the whole way through. I thought it was, I thought it was very funny. Did you know they're providing both English and Spanish speaking versions of the show? Oh no, I didn't realize that because Selma Hayek is the executive producer, and yep. she only appears so far in the uh, Telemundo uh, Spanish soap operas. That they're always watching at Betty's right. house, uh, you know, getting pregnant and slapping people, and and there are, I think they're called telenovelas. Yes, mm. which yes. which Ugly Betty almost became. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Ah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah, it's very funny. Uh, lots of very funny stuff in it. Like when at the start, she when she's going for her original interview, she sidles up next to a model who's wearing a poncho, and uh, the ponchos, of course, are designed multi multi-thousand dollar poncho mm-hmm. from Dolce and Gabbana or whatever and then she goes home having not got the job but then gets a phone call and finds out that she does have a job coming first and, thing and her uh, haven't and got her, a thing to wear yeah her nephew her nephew's saying oh yeah, do you have anything trendy and she thinks oh poncho and comes in in this lurid tourist poncho <laughs> that's just bright red and green with, with Guadalajara <laughs> yeah not the front uh, yeah, very funny, and uh, lots of um, lots of shots of the fashion industry, and lots of very current jokes. Uh, some untouched photos of a model seep out into the public domain, and uh, and the model's publicist is saying, "This is bad. It's Mel Gibson bad," <laughs> which is uh, yeah, which is great. It, it's um, it's painful and it's kind of cruel in places, but uh, yeah, I'd say it's lots of fun. And Channel Seven have bought that as as part of their deal. Okay. Uh, is that mm-hmm. gonna is that going to work here? Do you think? Oh, I think so. I mean, it's a you know, it's a funny show. I don't see why it wouldn't work. All right, interesting to see. I found the music used in it quite similar to Desperate Housewives. Okay, um, kind of through around about the the third a third into the first episode, I thought, yep. oh my god, this just sounds so much like Desperate Housewives. And then I was kind of looking for other parallels, which aren't actually there. Mm. Um, it's something that we haven't seen, but it still sounds like Desperate Housewives. Uh, just quickly, we'll talk about the nine. Mm-hmm. The nine is a, uh, a a program about nine people who were all stuck in a bank heist yep. together. So, is the series all about the same nine people? Yes, but what happens is uh, we see them before the bank heist. We see them at the end of the something like a fifty-two hour, fifty-two uh, hour Siege. hostage situation. Uh, we don't see what happens in the middle. And but clearly a lot has happened. A lot has happened. And so what happens then is we follow their lives through and gradually learn little clues about what did happen in the 52-hour siege. Mm. At the end of the first episode of The Nine... Don't spoil it. I couldn't give a shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I really just didn't care at all. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it stars Scott Wolf. Yep. Yep. From Party uh, of Five. From Party of Five. And Go and yep, uh, the other thing. Because uh, when this started, I thought, you know, they kind of resorted to cliches a little bit. because, and, and I thought, well, you know, oh yeah, the cop who's got a gambling problem and he's taking after his father who was a disgraced cop. And, you know, that, the, the doctors who work too hard and the, the assistant district attorneys who, you know, talk about their cases while they're having sex and whatever. And, and I, I wasn't really getting into that, but... The show moves so fast, I don't think there was any other way to establish these characters other than through cliché. 
and then once the show, uh, once it kind of gets going, it reminded me a bit of uh, the Futurama episode where the time keeps slipping because they keep just jumping forward, big jumps of time. I think by the end, it's a couple of weeks after the hostage. Yes. So, you know, they'll, you'll, be, you'll have a short scene and then suddenly the title will come up two weeks later. And so it's really just, it's, it's zooming through. Yeah, it, it, does, it does do that. But then uh, they did spend a lot of time with some slowed down video footage of people coming out of the siege situation, a lot of uh, a lot of over the top music that wasn't that wasn't needed, mm-hmm. uh, and I think also a, a problem I have is I saw it maybe an hour or so after watching both episodes of Six Degrees, yep, and went well, another show where people are brought together by coincidence. Well, you see, that's Six Degrees dragging it down. You think? Yep, because Six Degrees is shit. Well, that's true. And, and I think this is interesting. I mean, in Six Degrees, the coincidence, they just keep coming across each other, which is just ludicrously coincidental, whereas these people all happen to be in a bank situation together. At the, at the same time. At the same time. I, I don't mind that as much. Uh, but, you know, there, there was enough. There, there was something at the end of the episode that did give me enough intrigue to want to see at least one other episode. Okay. Uh, but... You know, at, at this stage, it, it really needs to win me over. Okay. Well, I was I was quite different. I uh, I thought, yep, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it. Plus, Hope, hopefully, it doesn't get axed before Scott we Wolf, find out. Scott Wolf is the least Jewish person I have ever seen in my <laughs> life, as well. Hey, uh, Brett, what did you think from your 53 minutes? No, uh, 53 59 seconds. seconds. 59 seconds. Before it said uh, uh, something out of range, error. Um, is, is Scott Wolf a doctor? Yes. And the chick. Uh, is the social worker at... Uh, Who gets all the hugs. Yeah. And that was it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's in can, a hospital, and but, I, but, I saw this straight out the front of the bank. You can make a judgment call. So that's um, the, the... I'm looking forward to, to <laughs> seeing how it pans out. That's the nine and ugly Betty. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. And with that, Ross McQueen, mm-hmm. Tench. What has brought you around to David Tench? I think he's funny. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know how Eddie Maguire used to be his copy boy when Eddie Maguire was working his way up in the industry? Now he and Eddie are still close, and Eddie still pitches his ideas for new Channel 9 shows to Tench. And uh, Tench mentions them all on air, and, and, and they're very funny. I was actually going to bring a grab of one in today, but I... Uh, but uh, I, I think we'd inadvertently taped over it where, uh, you know, a new Channel 9 show uh, in the line of uh, celebrity ice skating, whatever that was called, uh, this was going to be called Celebrities on Fire. Right. And you get to vote whether you want to add more kerosene or give them a bucket of water. But the, the way in which these jokes are told is still through his very annoying over-the-top voice. And also, I'm so famous and everybody knows me and I hang out with stars and all that. Sort of, like the, the stuff that Roy that, and HG his... have been doing for, for almost two decades, David Tench is coming in and ripping off. I think... I think you reckon? Yeah. I don't see any similarities no, there between... I think, uh, I think the well, big problem with the show... Roy, I'm, Roy, I, 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 Roy's I, I, like I the legendary sports star and yeah. talks about all these things that, that it's ludicrous to think that any, any single person could have done. Yeah. Tench does the same thing with... The way that he hangs out with stars and, and drops names all over the place and yeah yeah it just yeah but you know they they don't own that 
They don't earn that. I think uh, but, one of the things that one of the things that I think is the problem with Tench is the guests. Yeah, yeah. Well, the guests don't need them. No, but you see, the guests don't know what they're doing yet. When when it finds its feet and the guests know how to handle him, they they all kind of look a bit awkward and embarrassed. I think when they get through it, and it'll it'll be it'll be a grow. All right, I'll watch it next year. <laughs> okay, and I, I still believe. It, I don't think I've seen Georgie Parker be such a bogan on TV. Oh God! Well, she she is really a bogan. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. she's never, I hadn't realised how much until I saw no. her on Tent. Yeah, because I was watching. You it never with... saw her on the glass house. Clearly, yes, I, I have. <laughs> she was even more so on Tent. Right. I was watching her with. I was watching it with uh, my wife, and she was saying, "What's Georgie Parker doing?" And I said, "She's just being Georgie Parker. That's it's what she's like. like. It. She's mm. just. She an should idiot. never be let loose on TV without a script. Oh, yeah. She shouldn't be. Yeah, hey, she, I want to. She's not a nun uh, anymore. I wanted to talk to you about something else just quickly. Uh, did neither of you guys watch Neighbours? Do you? No. no. Neighbours are naming their episodes now. What? So a title comes up for each episode, a minute or two in, and uh, they're kind of like, they're kind of like Simpsons titles, but just kind of, I don't know, crappier. Uh, here's a few from the last couple of weeks. I can never say good bike. <laughs> the remains of the dad. <laughs> breaking, as in not as in breaking something, but as in your in your car breaking the habit. Wait, they get better. Ego is not a dirty worm. <laughs> when a stranger stalls. And Aww. finally, brother, can you spare a slime? What? Do these have anything to do with the episodes at all? Apparently they do. Apparently uh, ego is not a dirty worm. There was worms in the episode. Breaking the Habit was about one of the, uh, one of the 19-year-old young, beautiful women who's very plausibly become a nun. Right. Yeah, so I wonder I if there's just on one there. person whose job it is to come up with the episode titles <laughs> after reading through each day's script. Um, talking about the the stalker thing, uh, the stalker intent. Stalker intent. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I I've, I I say I'm is growing on me. I still haven't seen the whole episode. There's a guy in the audience with dark hair here. I suspect it might actually be the guy that plays Tench. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, from time to time, he, he makes reference to the stalker, and he's sitting there in the audience. Oh, right. No, creepy. I haven't. I haven't seen enough. I've only seen individual little interviews. Hey, uh, you're watching Lost, Josh. Brett, yes. you're not watching Lost. Not yet. No, he's taping it on the internet. <laughs> We've only had one episode so far. We so have, far, yes. We have yeah. only had one episode. Did you like the first episode? I did. Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm guessing though, episode three and four, I'm going to hate, and then I'll grow to like it again. It will be interesting to see what happens. They're only doing eight. In a run, and then they're having three months off. Oh, really? Plus, yeah. We've talked about this on the show, because mm-hmm. over in the States, they'd do one, and then they'd have three or four weeks off, and then they'd do another one, and that was, understandably, annoying all the regular viewers. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine watching Loss like that, because continuity is everything that would be for terrible. the story. Yep. And if you weren't paying attention, you know, you kept getting... So that's know. why I defer my gratification and don't watch them until I've got a good... Arsenal of shows yeah, to but, watch, but now you don't understand I fish biscuit. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. Apparently, yeah. So there's seven more in this mini series, and then it's starting up again in February. So, yeah, that'll be good. And when it starts up again, there won't be any gaps. Uh, fantastic. Have you noticed uh, if you're watching Jericho, it seems to have fallen into a bad show, good show, bad show, good show kind of rhythm? Really? Yeah. Second show, I was on the edge of my seat. First and third. Corny Americana. Really? Stuff, yeah. Wow. Oh, did you watch the third episode, Jericho? I haven't seen it yet, no. What'd wow. you call him? 
Joker. Jericho. No, I said, have you watched the, third, I've episode seen the third episode of Jericho? Of Jericho. I, I like it. I think it's really good. I, I, think I it's, don't know. It's you know, that, I, uh, I've seen the second episode now, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you're tough audiences, yeah, you guys. I, I am, but we've always Maybe I that. should do a box cutting, box cutting show with people who like television. I like television. <laughs> I like Jericho. And I'll go back again next week because next week's the good show week. <laughs> you just watch alternate well, weeks. Yes. I, I like television. I liked, I liked Smith, but that's been... That's been axed. Yeah, you like I, something and it gets uh, chopped down. They take it away. Hey, and I, that um, brings us to the no, end. Yes. Good pork. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Hell. A bit of a rude surprise on Monday night. SBS have put freaking ads into shows. Yes. 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 yes South I Park. Saw that. Did South Park have three ad breaks? I noticed two. Uh, Mythbusters had quite a few. Oz. Mm. And Oz shouldn't have ad breaks. Exactly. It and they said, they the promised. Rhythm. That it would only be in the proper time when ads were supposed to be there. And Oz didn't have any ad breaks. Yeah. Screw you, SBS. You're now as bad as the others. I'm downloading uh, everything. Because uh, it, it was interesting because I remember when the whole fuss was about us thinking, oh, it's not so good that SBS has ads, but if it's only one or two ads, I probably won't notice. South Park ads, that's just shit. Yep. And then Supers, terrible. next. Yeah. When if, when I'll watch Channel 10 if I want to see that kind of crap. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that brings also, us... I think I suspect Glasshouse was censored last night. Censored? I, I really? suspect for legal reasons. So that was uh, Wednesday night. It was week. Will as he was reading out a story about look like a pa- Pakistani cricketer or something. Just silence. Where really? he would normally be reading. Yeah. Wow. Oh, we'll have to look into that. Yeah. Hey, uh, happy birthday to uh, little Fry. He turns happy one. Happy birthday, Fry. Already? Already. Oh, well, I say goo goo gaga to him. Because mm. that's, mm. uh, that's. And you know that he's listening, so. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. With his penis headphones. It's <laughs> a man. <sighs> and that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 56. I want to say thanks to our wonderful guests, Ed Phillips and Jess Maguire. Not Ed Maguire and Jess Phillips. <laughs> One day. One day. One day, One day we'll have Ed Maguire Jess and Jess Phillips, Phillips on. Isn't oh. it Princess Jess Phillips? I, I don't know. I don't know who Jess Phillips is. Uh, Sister of Anne. Still no idea. The Queen's sister. <sighs> Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or log on to the blog and let us know exactly what you thought of this week's show yeah. or I any th- of the full programs that we've been talking about. Speaking like of the that. blog, and I haven't mentioned this to either of you, but um, I reckon that uh, regular readers should uh, get contrib- contributor status on the blog and get uh, some regular contributions from oh. all the family. Maybe uh, maybe fourth or five could... Uh, yes. Because he's, he's yes. been doing a lot of work. Yes. That's a, that's a nice idea. Plus, we got a new photo during the week to put on the, uh, yes, we the family album. I want to say thanks very much to 3RRR, whose studios we use for recording this podcast. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Uh, Mac. <laughs> Go on, B. Crop. Say B. Crop. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Oh. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there, yo. Yo.